Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. All right, well, welcome back to Young and Adulting. I'm excited for today with some real legends, actual goats. Can we say that? Goats. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Ryan McDermott, who hey is yo. the man, uh, the myth, and the legend, and Pastor Carissa and Pastor Jonathan. So it's going to be a good time today. And uh, before we get started jumping into the conversation, about to hit 2021. Can't believe it's Finally. right here. In Jesus' name. And we're saying Praise the Lord. Bye, 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 like Backstreet Boys to in year sync. 2020. In sync. Is it in sync? It was in sync for sure. Uh, you're older than me, so no. that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm adulting. I don't know if yeah, I'm young and adulting, adulting, but I'm adulting. Youngish. <laughs> and adulting. Well, that's good. That's good to know that's an important song, not to get wrong. But <laughs> as we were saying bye bye to uh, year 2020, there was some good stuff that happened. So, Pastor mm-hmm. Ryan, anything that really happened real special? What was the best thing, highlight, 2020? Oh, man. Uh, best thing about 2020, my, my family and I, we got a camper. Hey. Oh. We were so bored <laughs> out of our minds, and we couldn't get on airplanes. So we made a financially irresponsible decision, and we bought a camper. Honestly, we're really happy for you because you were camping outside of your house yeah, for a was, long time. Yeah. I mean, you did yeah, last night, right? 35 nights. We did 35. last night. 35 nights in, in a tent in our backyard. Okay, so you went camping in your backyard. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Is it an open invitation? Anytime you want to come. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Carissa. Highlight of 2020. I'm a little biased. Wake, October 8th, was a pretty big cool. moment. Yeah, Christ Fellowship Young Adult. Yeah, Bianca Oltoff was mm-hmm. there, and it was just a really special night. I mean, so long, we were social distancing away from everyone, and then we were like back with the back with the bang. It was yeah, awesome. That's a good one. It was yeah, good. For sure. For me, I would say, um, I'd probably say this is going to show how old I am, but <laughs> my wife and I celebrated 10 years Come of on, being married, and we went to Cabo, and we got to eat all hey, the yo. food, and it was, it was the best. That's what I'd probably say is my... Cabo. 2020 special. That's pretty special. Well, 2020 (laughs) is on its way out, so hopefully, Ryan, you get to do more camping. We're going to do more wakes, and hopefully you'll get to go to Cabo again. (laughs) Never been to Cabo. I'm sure it's great. Come on, bro. But uh, New Year's always bring about new resolutions, and I think we've all had moments where we're like, ah, we're going to do this awesome thing, and we fail. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about some New Year's fails before we get started to kind of you know, lighten the people who are who are really expected for for a great year. That's Jonathan. Do you have a New Year's Eve fail? I think of this: if you're an office person like I am, in the show, Michael Scott gets really angry at all of his employees because none of them know how to make commitments. And he's there, he's yelling at them and saying, "I wanted to make a resolution to floss more." Twelve oh one, January first, bam. Blood everywhere. everywhere. I did it. <laughs> so whether you're flossing or doing something else, I don't know if that's a, a fail. If you get blood everywhere, I, I don't really know. But do you have a New Year's fail? You know, I fail a lot. So I have lots of New Year's fails. But I'd probably say uh, one of them would be I made this commitment one time uh, not to have any sweets for at least the first 21 days of January. Right. And so it wasn't New Year's Day. It was like two days afterwards. We had a party that we were at, and it was desserts at the party. And we're all chilling and hanging out. And I'm very absent-minded, but I'm sitting here and I'm just talking with my friends. And there's like a plate of Oreos. And as we're talking, I'm just like, God, 
and I start taking back and I look down. I'm, I've already eaten like eight Oreos oh, and no. like, Come you on. know, even when it's in your teeth and everything. <laughs> and on. I was like, wait a minute. I made a commitment. It's like day two. I got day I got to do better than this. And so I just restarted it. And just, <laughs> just restarted. It back you can never like, eat just one Oreo. <laughs> no, Why yeah. is it all of a sudden you're like, the whole oh, pack's gone? Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever you can just reach for. That's good. Was there milk involved? No. Okay. That might have made it worth it. A little, little dip action. Oh, man. I'm like the classic... I'm going to work out this year. And then I like pay for a gym membership. Mm. It's like 55% of my budget, you know, and <laughs> never show. So it's just, it's just rough. It happens every year. Um, Pastor Ryan actually influenced me. He's like, he's like, you should just change your New Year's resolutions to pay for a gym membership. Just, that's my, yeah. <laughs> my 2021 <laughs> resolution. Pay for a gym <laughs> membership. <doing> Check. <laughs> but you did, was it 2020 that you worked out one time or 2019? No, I worked out. I, I paid for it for four months, which was a pretty big deal. I, uh-huh. I showed up three times, um, but I felt good about that. Once a month. I felt good Ish. about it. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> amazing. I, I'm not sure I've ever successfully kept a New Year's resolution, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think they've all been fails. My, my resolution in 2020 was to become a runner. Mm. And I was doing good for like six months. Ran 100 miles in Come June. On. Wow. And... And and then I haven't even like looked at my running shoes since twenty twenty. Be like so, that. What the heck? <laughs> On I track, look at them, going strong. Back, I just like before I go to work out. I'll be like, do I really need to or want to do this? I nope. look at my shoes. I'm like, nah, I'm cozy. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I think everyone's in that position. I've had so many where I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm confident about it. Like I write it on my mirror, and then like, it's like, does that come off? Yeah, yeah. Whoops. (laughs) What I I write that way? (laughs) No, it's good. But I think coming into 2021, every new year, it's like this new year, new me. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna, you know, do all the things I wish I would have done in in 2020. And coming out of 2020, which you know, it's been a rough year for everybody. I think like crisis kind of reveals the foundations that we're building our lives upon. I found, you know, crisis reveals like what's inside of you when you get squeezed, when life's difficult, like what comes out of you is, is kind of ex- exposed. And so I know for me, I'm kind of going into 2021, a little bit more self-aware of some things that I should have done differently mm-hmm. in 2020, like I could have navigated differently. And so, you know, as we're coming in, it's the year 2021. I know everyone is super fresh with excitement. Like, wow, thankfully, 2020 is behind us and fresh slate. And we really don't know what's in front of us. But, you know, I'm just curious, do you guys in this past year coming into 2021, is there something maybe that you're hoping to achieve or, or you know, there's a person, a kind of person you're trying to, to become and and maybe just, I know we're just getting into the new year, but is there a thing that you're like, man, I want to I wanna achieve this. I want to get a little bit better at this. It doesn't have to be super serious. It could be like Jonathan makes some mean ribs. Yeah, come on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can always get better at it and I'll yeah. always come over and eat them. But Jonathan, is there anything on, on your world you're going, I hope to achieve this? Um, I would say uh, probably for me, it'd actually be losing weight. I would say that's like a, a big goal for me. Uh, I've been starting since... N- early mid-october so i'm down 40 pounds since mid-october and so i still have a goal in my head that i'm not gonna tell anyone yet because i don't want to publish that yet you but lost him you lost 40, pounds? I, lost 40 pounds I found hey. him bro hey there you go it's after the reddit but uh but I have, I have i have more that i'm like i feel like i can do more and i feel like i want to do more and specifically just to be healthy for my kids so yeah. that's kind of i guess my goal well you're looking good bro thank you yeah yeah carissa Oh man, still praying about that one. Yeah. 
since I'm not really good at, I'm really good at keeping New Year's resolutions. No, I, I, a lot of this year, um, just been reevaluating like the depth of my relationships yeah. and like, you know, crisis comes and a lot of things are just like, I don't know what life is going to look like. Right. A lot of things are out of my control. But one thing that um, really got me and my family through this season was just close relationships, great mm-hmm. people in my, in my world. And um feel like coming into this next year, I just want to be super intentional about the close relationships in my life with my family and my close friends and who I'm surrounded with, kind of just focusing a lot there. That's really, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I think for me, I, each year I pick like a fruit of the spirit that I want to like study oh, and cool. understand and just try to apply more in my life. And so this coming year, it's patience. <gasps> wow. God, mm. Godspeed. Y'all pray God for speed. me, but no, I, so I, I do though, like when you say like who you want to become or what you want to do in the coming year, and I just think about like, I want to become the kind of person who is a lot more patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so that's something that I'm setting out to become more. That's huge. Awesome. I kind of want to land there for a few moments because I don't know about you, but kind of growing up, I didn't hear a lot about becoming a kind of person that I should become. Especially New Year's, it was like tasks. Here's here's yeah. the thing I want to do. Here's the thing I want to accomplish. Here's the the goal I want to meet. And it almost never was. This is the kind of person I hope to become yeah. in the New Year. I want to be a more patient person. And I think for for us as young adults, I think we can be so goal driven, ambitious, just like looking forward to what's in sure. front of us and miss out on like who we're becoming in that process. And I love that you're you're talking about like fruit, like the spirit of God bearing fruit in you. Um, Cause like if we fix kind of the root like of, of our heart and that kind of thing, like our life is gonna kind of bear fruit. And so just kind of want to talk a little bit about what it looks like to become the kind of person that we should become. And, you know, as you're looking in your own life, um, Pastor Ryan, you said you're, you're looking at becoming a more patient person. What are some other things maybe, uh, Jonathan, that you're looking at and saying, okay, um, I have some goals, I, I'm oriented in, in kind of what I want to do, but taking a step back and saying in the, in the process of doing, uh, what are some things maybe you're hoping to step into and become a little bit more fully? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great question. I think, um, I think you, you, you even said that the correct way, Ryan. I wouldn't even say it's just to lose weight, I would say that's my outcome. What I would desire is to be a person that's more healthy. So I think that's one of them. I, then the second thing I would say is is parenting, being father. So I just found out some news about my son that he just mm. is allergic to basically everything. So he's allergic to, highly allergic to wheat, highly allergic mm. to uh, egg whites, and then like beef, mm. pork, oranges, all those things. And so um, just focusing on that, focusing on my kids and focusing on this next year, I've been asking myself, how can I be the best dad, the most present dad, the most focused dad when I'm with them and be the dad that my kids deserve. And so yeah. I would say that's kind of something that I've been looking at, how I can become that. So that's probably me. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think even when we talk about like failures, you know, as it relates right. to resolutions, I think a lot of times we make our goals to be these kinds of things that we check off or totally. they feel like a finish line. And, and, and really in a lot of ways, we kind of set ourselves up for failure right. just thinking about goals that way. And so mm-hmm. like when you think about patience, you know, it's like at the end of the year, it's not like, did I become patient? Right. Cause it's not a target. It's like, did I, but did I become more patient? You know, at the end of this year, am I going to be more patient? Am I going to be more Christ-like in that way? And it's like, I'm never going to arrive at that. Like I'll, I'll always still have room to mm-hmm. grow. But I think measuring progress versus mm-hmm, yeah. measuring like whether or not I checked that off totally. the box, yeah. 
like reframe some of the way we think about resolutions and goals. That's good. Chris, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's powerful. I think um, a lot a lot of what my goal is for this next year as it pertains to relationships and investing in that, for me, I'm like, I'm a hustler. So I got like a laundry list of things like <laughs> I want to get done this year. Um, and I probably will. But because I'm just I just want to get things done. It's just like what I what I how I'm wired. I'm an eight if you follow yeah. the Enneagram. So uh, I speak that language. <laughs> um, so for me, I think one of the words that God is challenging me in for this next year is just slow. Yeah. And I want to be a little bit slower this year. I want to be um, slower with my time, with people, kind of tying really into that yeah. relationship piece. I think part of my um, issue with like being so fast, being a hustler, checking all the boxes is I don't slow down enough to be with right. people, you know, to live yeah. in the moment, to experience um, things just a little bit slower. So right. I think that's huge. And even... <clears throat> how do we become the person we should be outside of relationships? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't, you know, I, th- I think about even the moments where I'm so impatient, typically to, to work on becoming more patient or you need outside you influences, right? Annoy you. <laughs> right. Right. But even, even, even those things. So it's like how important community is to becoming the kind of person we should right. become, how yeah. important are our relationships. Yeah. And, and Pastor Ron, you said something too. It's like, these kind of things aren't measurable in the same way. They're mm-hmm. they're less tangible, yeah. and so I think we get so like comfy with the I wrote this goal down and I checked it off. And I think also the greater disappointment is when we have those things we've written down and the box, rema- box remains empty because it's like I didn't meet it and, it, and it's there. <laughs> and so I think there's this unique opportunity in, in asking ourselves, okay, like what kind of person do I need to, to, to become in this new year to, to be better for the relationships around me? And I think, uh, Chris, what you're saying is like the relationships, maybe, you know, even for people who are listening, they should be asking, who are the relationships I can bring in to help me become yeah. that person? That's yeah. right. right. Like obviously what we do here uh, in our community and, and everything like that, but should we cannot create sp- space for people to speak into that and say, Good. Hey, I, I know you. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, how can, how can I grow in that yeah. way? You know, one of the things like our senior pastor says all the time, you show me your friends, I'll show you your oh, future. Yes. Yeah, and, so you know, like I've heard that at nauseum probably. <laughs> but the reality is it, it's so true. Like if I, if I want to become more patient, if I want to become a better father, if I want to become a more Christ-like husband, like I have to surround myself with yep. people who can model that for me and those who are going to hold me accountable. And mm. outside of that, I can have all of the desire in the world, but without the relationships, I'm, mm. I'm never going to get there. And I think that's where a lot of times we fall short is like we got the goal, we have the desire, we have the ambition, but we don't have the people, we don't have the support, we don't have the accountability. And so, you know, especially when like relationships and quality of relationships is your goal, Mm -hmm. like outside of having those kind of people in your life, how how do you even accomplish that? So I think to your point, Tyler, like it's so important that in this year we're all focused on cultivating the kind of relationships that are going to help us become who God has called us to be. That's good. Jonathan, you have any... No, I mean, I would agree with that. I think one of the things that I think about is uh, James Clear, as he's talking about um, goals and how you should do them, he talks about these three concentric circles, and that outer circle is um, outcomes. So that's going to be to have better friends or to you know have better community around me. And then the next circle is systems or processes. And so it's like, um, unless you have those people around you, unless you're consistently being around them, creating a space right. for them, how are you going to be able to have that outcome mm. of having better friends but even in the end in the center of it it's talking about identity 
Yeah. Which is what we've kind of all been talking about is like you, you have to look at who you want to be and to be that type of person. And that helps you with that identity. And so he talks about the fact that even it's not even all three matter, but it's about which way you go to Mm -hmm. it. So if you try to go outcome towards identity, it doesn't stick as much as if you start with identity and go towards outcome. And so I would say it's the same thing with community, how important it is. Well, then be the type of person. I want to be the type of person that has community around me. So I'll set the processes up right. and then I'll have the outcomes I really desire. That's good. Well, what do you think we can say to an individual who's going, okay, I've got that. Like I've kind of, I've switched the priority. I'm going to focus on becoming the person I should become in, in this year but I still feel this, this desire to step into new things. I still have dreams in my heart. I still, there are still things I want to put my hands to and accomplish. What, what, do you, what can we say to the individual who maybe feels like, okay, you're 2021. Um, I want to start a business. I want to start a nonprofit. I want to do this thing. Um, I've got my feet set on becoming the right kind of person. I'm ambitious, uh, but I want to remain content. How, how can we live in that tension between, okay, my, my feet are set, I want to do this thing, but I don't want to be discontent with where I am. Pastor Ron, can you speak to the, that individual who's maybe going, man, I want to do this thing, but I don't want to be frustrated with where I am now in the moment. Yeah, do it. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> ambition is a healthy thing. I think, um, but when our identity is tied to our accomplishments yep. or, I, or our identity is tied to that outcome, um, then ambition will also be the thing that kills you. So mm-hmm. I think dreams and desires and ambition is good. And like God drops things in your heart and right. God's put, puts those things in your life. But I think when our security and our value and our identity are attached to whether or not that thing works out, right. did I accomplish that goal? Was my business successful? Did I, did I make more this year than I did last year? When our identity is found in that or our value is tied to it, that's when that ambition becomes a, a deadly thing. And so I think, um, you know, we should be pursuing the dreams and the desires that the Lord puts in our heart, but we have to just be uh, mindful of where ultimately our sense of success yeah. is going to come mm-hmm. from. Because okay. if I fail in those things, does that mean I'm a failure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is my identity, identity tied to something else so that even when I don't meet the goal, I am not a failure, right? But I attempted something that didn't work. And so I think it's just thinking about where your worth and your significance comes from. I love that. I'm also challenged by the idea of like, I think our generation, my generation, like my people um, have this obsession with next, right? right? It's like, I want the next thing. I want to do the next thing. And I think what Pastor Ryan said is so true. Ambition is not a bad thing and hustling after things, chasing your dreams. All of that is so great. But um, I wonder how many times I'm hustling after the next thing, but I haven't really done the thing that God has already placed in my lap. I haven't yep. really thoroughly completed what yeah. the Lord has already given me, already right. put yeah. in front of me. I'm thinking about, you know, all of uh, all my friends that are like, I just can't wait till I'm in that job or I get that promotion mm-hmm. or I get that thing. I'm like, how's the job that you're in totally. going? You know, yeah. it's like, I hate it. I'm horrible at it. I'm like, you know, work yeah. on that, yeah. you know, work yeah. on that for a season. I think that's a, a, such a great reminder because we all love to like start things. And I think it's, yeah. it's rare when you find somebody who finishes things. Yeah. And I think one of the things that can set, um, you know, somebody who might be listening apart is to be someone who finishes things. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like I've not yet found in scripture where it says that the Lord rewards ambition, <laughs> but I have seen it where it talks, scripture talks about how the Lord honors humility, yeah. mm. faithfulness, faithfulness, sacrifice, you know, like, so yeah. ambition is fine, but I think 
to your point, Carissa, it's so important that we learn how to be faithful where we are and trust the Lord for the rest. I, l- I love that you said that, Jonathan. I want to ask a question off of that because I think that's that's something we don't speak to. It's like we automatically assume um, like following Jesus and ambition are, are they, they don't exist together. And so understanding like what healthy ambition looks like, like checked ambition looks mm-hmm. like. Jonathan, you could talk for a minute. What are some ways that you've had to kind of uh, table and kind of measure where your ambition was, kind of weigh your heart in moments and just in your own life, your experience in leading people mm-hmm. and, and doing the things that God's called you to do. What are some ways that you've checked your heart, checked your ambition? Oh man, I'm gonna get honest <clears throat> with this one because I think there's <laughs> some ways that I had to, so I'm a three on an Enneagram, that used to be the language, and so I'm a heavy achiever. I always feel like I have something that I do need to be accomplishing and going after. Um, one of the things one of my mentors taught me that has helped me as a rule of thumb has called, he called it the humble hustle. Ooh. Right, like it's okay to have the hustle. You should be chasing after what God has for you. You should be running after that with everything you have. But you should have the humility to know that a this is in God's hands, mm-hmm. right? And so that means you're surrendering to God. You're understanding um, what He's calling you to do. You're understanding if you fail, this doesn't mean you're a failure. It means Good. you you have the humility that you need to know that this isn't contingent and dependent upon you. The whole right. world doesn't spend on you. But also, even the gifts that have been given to you to achieve have mm-hmm. been given by God. And so that has helped me. I will tell you, a couple weeks ago, I got the opportunity to speak on a, a Sunday night or a Sunday for our main church, and which is, was a great opportunity. And I connected with Ryan afterwards. <clears throat> and I said, Ryan, you're behind the stage. And I said, I was like, Ryan, I would give my talk tonight a C minus or like a C plus. And he was like, oh, well, tell me why. And I was like, I just think this is terrible. I got the top 10 things that I've done wrong. And I can, this is, you know, <clears throat> and what he has done, what he said in that moment, which I, I want to thank you for that again, is he just clarified that like, yes, you're not going to get it perfect. You went out there, you hustled, you're not going to get it perfect, but you need to have essentially the humility to recognize that God can still use that mm. and to know mm. that you can get up again tomorrow and God can use you again tomorrow. And so I've right. had this, as we talked about community, I've had people in my life that I've been open and honest with and who had the courage to speak into me and say, guess what? Even though you have this desire to achieve, to be perfect, to go after, you have to surrender to the fact that you're not going to get it right and you can trust God with that. I think one of the obstacles, too, is we, we live in a day and age, uh, it's like the age of self-promotion. Mm-hmm. And so in the world of, like, influencers and all that kind of stuff, is like, you know, everybody's promoting themselves, mm-hmm. their brand, their project, their idea, their initiative. And there's something very, like, incompatible mm. between that yeah. culture and the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, one of the recognitions needs to be like, the Lord is my promoter. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're, if you're in your job or you're in your workplace, you're trying to start a new thing. You know, when we talk about obedience and humility and faithfulness, like those are the things that the Lord honors and everything else, like God is your promoter. So like work hard, have the dream, take the steps. But ultimately, like, I think that there's, there's this line where it crosses into like, I'm I'm constantly promoting myself mm-hmm. and we can call that like entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit or we <laughs> right. can, we can label it all kinds of cool and trendy things but like at the end of the day if there's not this recognition that the Lord is my promoter then there's probably something off with the way that I'm I'm handling my ambition. Yeah. That's great. Let's let's stay there for a moment because the definitely our generation my generation I've had seasons in my life where I have had you know, these, these triggers that I'm going, whoa, like I'm thinking things I shouldn't be thinking. 
um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aspiring things that I know that aren't Christ-like. And, and I've even had seasons in my life where social media was like the last place I should have been because it was like this microwave dream. You know, you're looking at people doing what you want to do. And, and I see this happen all the time. People, they want to start a business and they look at the account that has, you know, 100,000 followers. And it's like, you see the zero, the person sees a zero. And then you think, well, if I just do this and I say that and I meet with that person and I kind of rub shoulders, then bam, overnight. And like kind of straying away from the process of just putting it in and, and putting your head down. And so, Ryan, I want you to open up again with, with this conversation of like, maybe even in your life, what were the, the, I'll say it this way, when you thought these thoughts, when you had these kind of thoughts, you realized, well, like I need to take a step back. My heart's a little off. Uh, I, I need to kind of reevaluate my motive for maybe the person who's listening going, okay, but I, what's the line between like, this is, you know, this is being spirit led and I'm just trying to do the things that I feel like God's asked me to do and kind of discerning the lines of like, you're trying to bust open a door that God hasn't opened um, and just kind of give some handles on what are some thoughts that when we think them, we can probably recognize it's not from God mm-hmm. and it's either kind of us trying to, what you said, self-promote, kind of uh, raise our, our, our lives into the next phase that we want to get them to. I think for me, one of those things has been the desire to be recognized by others, mm. specifically publicly, but just in general, like be affirmed, be recognized, be called out for my significant contribution to something and, you know, can be offended even uh, when that maybe doesn't come. And so I think I've just tried to remain in a place where I'm like, Lord, I'm going to thank you when I don't get the recognition I think I deserve because that's that's, that's actually great. what's going to sustain me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The other thing like make, make, make me feel good. But but by the Lord, the Lord is actually good and kind by not allowing me some of those opportunities wow. because wow. It, it keeps me in the right place. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing for me is like when I struggle to celebrate somebody else's successes mm-hmm. or the recognition that somebody else gets or I feel like, well, but I or, you know, they don't know that I did this right. thing or, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But like good. if I can't go like man, Tyler, Jonathan, Chris, or whatever, like somebody's getting recognition and going like, oh, it's fantastic. If I can't celebrate that other person, that's another another thing for me. So I think being proactive even about that of like finding ways to constantly celebrate the others around you, that's constantly good. finding ways to like deflect, you know, recognition that might come your way and going, oh yeah, but my team, or mm-hmm. have you met this person? Mm-hmm. Or you don't even know what this other person did. Or So I think just being thankful for the moments you don't get what you think you deserve, you wow. know, cause the Lord keeps us humble, but then also just making sure that we build in some practices that help us celebrate so great. others <laughs> has been great. some things for me. Chris, yeah. get on that. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had to bust down a door that God already wanted to open, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I don't think, um, I don't think we have to do that. Right. If there's something that God has for us, he will make a way to make it happen. And I'm talking about this, um, self-promotion idea. I think we we feel like we have to do that sometimes because it's such a trendy thing right now, but I just don't know that God ever um, needs us to do that yeah. for him, you know? Right. <laughs> um, another thing that's a check for me often is if I'm waiting for the likes, right? If, right. I, if I'm waiting to that's post practical. something, right? right? Because I'm like, I just can't wait to oh, see. If I put it up at 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's more <laughs> if you're timing, gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah. Timing the engagement, whatever it is, so, you know. But that's going to build my business. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we've got to be <laughs> sensitive to some of those things, some of those cues we might be waiting on for the affirmation, the applause, whatever that looks like in your life. And um, I also think whenever it becomes a competition, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm out, right? right? Like yeah. whenever things become a competition between what God has for you and what God has for me, it's like mm-hmm. I might not be in the right spot. Yeah. You know, I don't need to compete with some yeah. someone Um, when God clearly has specific things for you and specific things for me. So um, those are some things that I, I know red flag. Yeah. I would say I even, I would lean on a a little bit of the different spectrum where, where I think the most competitive person I'm with is myself. Mm. Mm. Where like, even when I, you know, when I finish what I'm doing, it's like, what would the perfect me have done in that situation? Mm -hmm. Or in my head, this is how I thought this was going to go. This is not, you know. And so I would say how a thought that checks in my head, specifically in my field, is um, I didn't do it perfectly, therefore God can't use it. Mm -hmm. Or or I didn't do it exactly how I planned it, or I didn't get this done exactly. And so once once I start to see that, that says to me I'm depending way more on myself. I am on yep. God. There's right. that there's that lack of dependency of of and knowledge of his sovereignty, of his of his ability to still use me in my weakness. Yeah, I love that the Bible says in my weakness his his, right. his strength is made perfect. And so um I think for me it is those moments of looking at the inadequacy of myself and saying, Because I'm inadequate, God's inadequate. Mm. At that moment I realize I have the wrong purview. I have mm-hmm. the wrong wrong view of who God is. Yeah. That's man. This is this is all such great stuff. I just, I mean, I even think as we're talking, asking the question. Obviously, I think it gets cliche. We say, "What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Like, what what would he say in this moment?" And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's thought like, if Jesus had a social media account, what would he do with it? How would he <laughs> conduct himself with it? You know, yeah. uh, he'd be saying, "Don't follow me." <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like read the Gospels. You know, like Jesus heals somebody, and they're like, "I gotta tell yeah. somebody." He's like, "No, don't, listen, yeah, please, don't, don't, don't right. tell anyone." <laughs> yeah. Right, I, mean, I was even reading a couple of weeks ago, and he 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 gave this uh, parable, and everyone's just mad, confused, and he just like walks away, and disciples come and they ask the thing, and I just I look at the life of Jesus constantly, and it's just this this he's so he's so secure in his identity mm-hmm. as a son of God, and looking you know after his life, like we can just follow in that suit of we're talking about identity, we're talking about becoming the kind of person, and in that process of becoming. Like, I want to become me. Like, I don't want to become Jonathan, Ryan, or Carissa. Like, I want to become who God has called me to be. And, and I know all of us the same. So it's in this process, like, how can we avoid the, the trap of trying to please others, right? To self-promotion. Like, these are things I feel like personally have gripped our generation. And it's, it's, it's kind of time that we, we wiggle free, you know? Mm-hmm. We, like, learn to be secure in who, who God's made us to be and okay um, when things don't happen the way that we wanted them to happen. And, and Ryan, I love what you were saying. We're talking about becoming. If you're talking about becoming more patient this year, I love how your response was when you think this kind of thought of like, um, man, why didn't, why didn't I get that opportunity? We could become people who celebrate others. Like yeah. this year, like we can become people who like learn to celebrate others. We can okay. become people who think less of ourselves. We can become people who like stoop and serve in humility mm-hmm. without looking for gain. And I'm just, I'm just going, how can like our young adult community, you know, listeners um, who, are, who are tuning in, maybe aren't part of community and are going, okay, uh, w- can I really do this? Uh, Pastor Ryan, I want you to encourage the one who's listening in, maybe isn't sure, like we're, they're, they're hearing all these things we're saying, they aren't, they aren't sure if they can really step in and, and become the person God's called them to be, whether it's from past, whether it's, um, just they don't know, uh, they're not familiar. Uh, how can you maybe encourage the person who who God is calling to step into the person that He's 
My desire will always exceed my ability. So like who I want to become will always outpace who I'm able to become. And that's why I need Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's why I need uh, a relationship with Christ. Because at the end of the day, all the goals are great. But like, I want to wake up tomorrow and look more like Jesus than I did today. Mm -hmm. And if I just do that every single day, then we'll be on the right track. And so, you know, my desire is always going to outpace my ability. And so that's where the Lord needs to, you know, empower us through the Holy Spirit to become the kind of people that God has created us to be. And so um, we can all improve, but at the end of the day, that's surface level. It's, it's temporal. If we want the life change that we all really desire, we really want to discover this life that we're talking about. It's ultimately only found in a relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit doing that work inside of me. And as we come alongside each other and God does that work in you and in you and in us together, then I think we're a part of something that's beautiful and allows us to become more than we ever thought we could be on our own. So um, this might seem like a Sunday school answer if you remember, <laughs> but like that's that's why I desperately need Jesus because yeah. I'm never yeah. going to get where I want to be on my own. Great. That's great. Hey, for, for anyone who's maybe listening in, uh, we talked today so much about becoming who God's called us to be into this new year, 2021. I uh, love what Chris was saying uh, today about relationships, investing in relationships. And so going into 2021, my encouragement is for, for anyone who's listening, for our community, uh, to become the person that God's called us to be. Yes, be goal-oriented. Yes, focus on one of the things maybe that God's placed in your hand to do. Mm. Do them excellently. Do them unto the Lord. But at the end of the day, don't do it on your own. Yeah. Bring relationships in. Uh, we're built for community. Well, we're made for it. Uh, isolation does not contribute to the person that God's called uh, us to be. So I've enjoyed hanging out with you guys and talking. I'm inspired. I'm challenged. And personally, I'm feeling ready to take on uh, 2021, uh, maybe with some Oreos, (laughs) maybe with some camping, uh, maybe with some gym memberships, Chris. Or not. It it might not be the best year ever, (laughs) but it's definitely going to be better than last year. That's right. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for for being with us today. This is Young and Adulting. Until next time, we love you, and we'll be seeing you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.